We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. Alex Berutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! We're coming to you on a Wednesday instead of a Friday because I am on vacation on Friday and uh, we're pretty far away from the NBA season still. Although, preseason starts on the 5th of October, so get ready for that. Uh, We're on the, I guess, the eve of training camp in a way. Uh, Today we are talking about sleepers. What is a sleeper? Nobody knows anymore. So basically, (laughs) uh, you can interpret this as players that we feel are undervalued. Uh, guys you can take near the end of your drafts um, who have uh, good upside. I will just kick things off right away. Uh, my sleeper, one of my sleepers this season, John Collins of the Utah Jazz, newly of the Utah Jazz. I cannot quit him. Um, <laughs> I have been riding. I have been riding the stock slowly downward. I keep buying and buying and buying. It keeps low. Now I'm all in. Um, last season with Atlanta, to me, uh, feels like, pretty much rock bottom for Collins. He had this terrible finger injury. It messed up his shooting, basically scraping together like starter minutes for a team that had been trying to trade him for three or four years. Um, But during that main stretch where he was uh, an actual part of their basketball team and they were, uh, (laughs) they were interested in his development. uh, He returned top 65 value for four straight seasons, including one year, uh, if you are sort of married to Roto rankings, where he was, I believe, the 12th best player in, in Roto rankings per game, which is obviously an absurd number, um, but shows you basically that he's a great permanent player. Um, long story short, I'm looking at what Utah did with Lori Markinen and thinking they took a guy who was undervalued. They believed in him. They let him uh, do some things that other te- another team thought maybe this guy can't do. And Lori Markin had an amazing season. And I just think that I don't even know if I mentioned John Collins ADP, which is at 104. So yeah, uh, approaching, yeah, yeah, approaching free at the end of some <laughs> drafts um, with clear top 60 upside. And, you know, four years of great free throw shooting around 80%. And uh, for nine category, low turnovers, just a hair over one turnover a game uh, for someone who's getting a lot of touches. Any worries, Alex, about Kelly Olynyk? Uh, not really. I mean, I I think Olynyk might still get twenty minutes a game or something, but both 
Olenek and Collins, I think, can play backup center. So I think there, I think there'll be enough minutes to go around. What about Taylor Hendricks? Uh, I think preseason is going to tell us is going to tell us more about Hendricks. Um, yeah, minutes might be a little squeezed, but honestly, I, it's hard for me to imagine Collins not getting. I think, I mean, I think you bring him in, you give him twenty six to twenty eight minutes a game, which I know doesn't sound like that much. But I think he can return value on on ADP one hundred four um, if he's playing only twenty eight minutes because Utah spreads the rock a little bit more than than Atlanta, which is which was basically the the Dejounte Murray and Trey Young show, and um, I think they're actually interested in his development, uh, unlike Atlanta. At nineteen uh, years of age, it does feel like Hendricks is a bit of a long play for the Jazz. They're not gonna for some minutes too early, but we'll see. Top, top 10 pick. You know, he, he averaged, uh, Number he nine. averaged 15, yeah. seven, uh, 1.7 blocks, almost one steal per game as a freshman. Um, I like Hendricks as a prospect quite a bit. I agree. Yep. He's probably not going to make much of an impact in year one. Um, especially with Utah's death depth. I, I love John Collins this year. I think he, he could even put together a career season with the Utah jazz. Well, Shannon, take us north of the border for your first sleeper. Yeah, this, you know, this is a guy who's going to be picked in the first handful of rounds, but I just love him so much more over his current draft draft day value that I have to label him a sleeper. Scotty Barnes with the Toronto Raptors, his ADP is in the 50 range, about 53 on ESPN and Yahoo. I fully believe he's going to take a, a gigantic leap in year three. Um, this is actually cheaper than what he he cost on draft days last year, uh, entering his sophomore season. Um, with no more Fred Van Fleet, Scotty Barnes is going to be the de facto point guard for this team. It doesn't matter if Dennis Schroeder and Gary Trent Jr., it doesn't matter if those guys are, are playing uh, the one and the two for Toronto. Barnes is the guy who's going to be facilitating the offense for the Raptors. And I I project him to have top 30 value uh, for fantasy this year. You know, the question marks with his fantasy value are really going to be his three-point shooting and his efficiency. He, his efficiency dropped a little bit last year from 49% as a rookie from the floor to 45.6%. I expect a bounce back there. Uh, and then shooting percentage from the free throw line, he, he was at 77%. Jumped up a couple of percentage points in, in his sophomore season. I expect another increase there. So really, I mean, if you know, he's, he's also got defensive upside. Uh, 1.9 stocks per game last year. I can get over one uh, in each category, be, be in the 2, 2.5 range for, for defensive stocks. And, and then if we see a little bit of an improvement with free throws, a better three-point shooting, uh, he, he can get to that top 30 value for fantasy. Any concerns that the Raptors pull off this rumored deal for Damon Lillard? I don't think he will be a part of it. I believe the Raptors view him as the the piece they're building around right now. Oh yeah, they they've said Barnes would not be part of the deal. It's, I'm just more thinking usage for Barnes if Lillard suddenly is wearing <laughs> I, a Raptor. There, you you can make an argument. I mean, he like, he doesn't have the three point shooting. He's not as efficient. But they're like from a statistical standpoint, some of the totals he put up in his first two years. He's been uh, better than Jason Tatum was his first two seasons uh, in the NBA. I'm not comparing those players. They're totally different players. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I, I do think Barnes has all-star upside, and we could see it as soon as this season. Yeah, Shannon, I, th I think your point's about, like, this was 
cheaper than he was going last year relative, you know, to his yeah. uh, ADP. And plus, this is the year that Toronto has to or probably wants to figure out exactly what they have in Barnes. And that's what they're yeah. setting it up for. You be the point guard, you be the playmaker, we'll set it up. What do we have in you? In, in general, and in general, I'll say like the the third year players, uh, the guy, other guys from Barnes class, like Mobley, Cade Cunningham, even Franz v- Wagner, um, and, and sophomore players. I'm going to talk about a sophomore player later. I like their value quite a bit. I don't think many of the sophomore and and, and junior third year players this season are projected to make much of a leap from what we've seen in their first season or first two seasons, but. I personally expect a lot of these players, these these top five, top ten picks, um, to show nice growth this season. Ken, who is your first sleeper? Uh, I'm sticking to my Celtics and going with Derek White, who's got an average ADP of 91. It's as high as 115 on ESPN. Hey, D. White is the starting point guard in Boston with Marcus Smart now in Memphis. Uh, White should finally have his first season ever of 30-plus minutes a game. Look, he led all guards last year with 76 total blocks. He's looking at 1.8 stocks uh, per game. Excellent percentages, 46, over 46 from the field, almost 88% from the line, 38 over 38 from behind the arc. Look, Tatum, Brown, and Porzingis are going to give White plenty of easy assists. He's finally going to have a five-plus assist per game uh, season. Um, And last year, with Smart off the court, White had 5.8 assists per 36 minutes. To me, point guards and centers are always a premium. Rotowire has White ranked at 84, but I'm happy to take D. White in the late 60s. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I think um, I, th- I think the assists are the main thing here. Because when you talk about usage, yeah, I mean, smart leaves, but then they replace him with a higher usage guy in Porzingis. Like Porzingis is going to take way more shots than Marcus Smart did. So there, to me, I'm not sure there's extra shots available for Derek White. But yeah, if he averaged five plus assists, that's good. And that would significantly increase his value um, over last season, which last season he was like 113 in Roto. Um, So, I mean, he should be able to exceed 90 given the new situation. And then just the eye test, he really came on the second half of the season with the Celtics. You know, he had a, you know, he got thrown into the mix uh, in the at the trade deadline, not last year, but the prior year. Looked a lot more comfortable last season and really kicked into confidence the second half of last year. I think they made this trade knowing they wanted to Derek White to get more minutes. It, he was uh, very good for them in the postseason as well. Um, and I think that was actually part of it, too. They saw how well he worked with the team in the postseason uh, with a more significant run. And, and that uh, probably made it easier to pull a, pull a trigger on the Marcus Smart trade. Yeah. Which, you know, was not an easy trade to make. Uh, you hear all the comments about Smart being the heart and soul of that squad. So they clearly had to have a lot of confidence in White. But speaking of confidence either good or bad. Alex, you want to discuss some news in Brooklyn. Uh, I am preemptively apologizing to everybody. Uh, <laughs> my second my second sleeper is, in fact, Ben Simmons, uh, who has an ADP of 132 uh, on Yahoo right now. I should mention that 104 ADP for John Collins earlier was, was for Yahoo. Uh, Simmons, despite the disastrous season that was last year still ranked 120th in roto per game value uh oh um in his 26 minutes per game hello you're back Can you hear me you're back i'm back yeah. Yeah. good um the that's depth is terrible uh they they don't want you to know that that's why they cut off my internet um <laughs> <laughs> yes um I just think he's going to have to play the 26 minutes a game he saw last season. Um, You know, they got like their backups across the board. Their backups are like Dennis Smith, Cam Thomas, whether or not you believe in him, fair. Lonnie Walker, just not that good. Royce O'Neal slash Dorian Finney-Smith. Like, it's just not, it's not very good. Um, And I still think, look, at the end of last season, Simmons, not really a part of the plan, obviously. But I think going forward, like, what do you have to lose by giving him 25, 30 minutes a game, depending on how he looks? And again, the main thing here, ADP of 132. He's free at the end of your drafts. We know what his upside is. He doesn't even have to play that well because he, he just puts up like, even if he puts up six, six, and six again with a steal, that's fine. Well, how about this? What about the Nets dealing Spencer Dinwiddie at the deadline? I mean, Dinwiddie's 30. Doesn't really match the timeline of the rest of this roster, uh, which would also boost Simmons' ball handling uh, usage rate. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly, if they if they move 
you know, if they move Dinwiddie before the season, uh, that that tells you that they they are very confident Simmons is going to b- bounce back. I like the recommendation, Alex. I like a bounce back season for Simmons. It is that time of year for Simmons hype. We get this every off season. <laughs> But if he's healthy, um, both physically and mentally, and he is capable to be on the court every night, I don't see how he doesn't work his way back into that starting lineup. Um, you know, it probably could be as the listed as the four over DFS, Dorian Finney-Smith, like you'd mentioned, Alex. I, I think that it makes more sense to have Simmons in that lineup if he's able to play. Who is your second sleeper, Shannon? My second sleeper, you know, I hinted at, at love, mm. loving the sophomore players as well. Always wise. Jabari Smith for the Rockets. ADP on ESPN is 112. ADP on Yahoo is 91. Meanwhile, and this is something that I think it's wise for every fantasy redraft player to take a look at, even if you don't play best ball. I highly recommend looking at the best ball ADPs because with a lot of other sports and basketball as well, what I've found doing a ton of best ball drafts earlier in the season is that best ball drafters drafters are more on the ball with the risers in ADP. And, and it's going to be more reflective. Who they're picking earlier in drafts is going to be more reflective of what we see as the season approaches. And Jabari Smith is one of the guys who is has inflated value on best ball. He's at 59 ADP of 59. Wow. So basically, you know, 50, 60 spots higher, mm-hmm. uh, 30 spots higher than Yahoo, 50, 60 spots higher than on ESPN. I think we're going to see a breakout from Smith. He finished his rookie season very strong mm-hmm. uh, over the final 12 games for the Rockets, 16.8 points, 8.5 rebounds, 0.9 steals, 0.8 blocks, 1.8 three pointers. He uh, yeah. he he started off very with slow. good percentage. He wasn't just chucking. He was yep. with good percentages. He in fact he had a really good March in April. The he, he, were great. He did, and and he put on an offensive clinic at summer league, which should be expected from a sophomore player, especially one pick top three in the draft. Um, but I I just think we're gonna see we're gonna see the the draft day pedigree show for Smith this season. Also, with the Rockets, there's a lot of, you know, odd depth. We'll call it odd depth with this team. <laughs> yeah. You know, with, with all their bad. free agent, uh, free, everyone they brought in with free agency, like Fred Van Fleet, you know, Dylan Brooks. But the one position they didn't really address is power forward. Jabari right. Smith they is, a, yeah, he's, he's essentially the only power forward on this roster. Eason, uh, Brooks, small forwards. Cam Whitmore, small forward. You know, Jeff Green, yeah. originally a small forward and, and just basically only plays power forward because he's so old and can't move fast enough to be a three anymore. <laughs> but they they don't have a lot of fours. So I think Smith's going to see a nice boost in playing time. He'll also act as their backup center at sometimes, you know, at, at, for, for some roster combinations, and rotation combinations. I think there's upside on the defensive end. They're not going to get defense from the center position. So they're going to rely on Smith to... to yeah protect protect the rim better than he did last year um three huge three-point upside for for a power forward as well i love smith this year and i think he's gonna be a top 50 player let me give you another reason uh to be high on smith he now has a professional point guard i've never been a kevin porter fan i don't think kevin porter knows how to run an nba offense fred van vliet professional point guard yeah he shoots a lot for a point guard but he's gonna run offense 
in a professional manner, he's going to get Smith far more easier looks than Porter ever did last year. And that, if you have your, your Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast bingo card, that is the only mention of Kevin Porter Jr. that we'll have the entire year. <laughs> true. Very true. All hopefully, right, Ken. Hopefully. Who is, who is your second sleeper? My second sleeper uh, is in Milwaukee. So in Alex's backyard. I might be misspeaking here, but I'm hooked on old man Brooke Lopez. Got an 82 average ADP, 101 on underdog, 99 uh, ADP on ESPN. Look, his 33 and a third fantasy points per game ranked 67th last year. Uh, I'm not sure his game really ages. He's not beating anyone with athletic ability anyway. I mean, yeah, I get it. He's 35 years old, but he doesn't move anyway. How How fast does he not have to move? You know, they used to say you can't teach seven foot. Lopez is seven foot. And the old guy played in 78 games last season. He hit uh, almost two threes, had two and a half blocks a game, almost 16 points a game. Really big comeback for him after three down years. You know, and how many three-point shooters hit 53% from the field? This roster haven't hasn't changed at all. I don't count the addition of Robin Lopez as a depth chart change, though it is amusing. Uh, so I'm happy to get Brooke Lopez in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. But Alex, I know you don't feel the same way. I don't exactly feel the same way. In terms of Lopez's offense, the he reached 16 points a game last year, 1.3 assists. I think a lot of that was through Chris Middleton being hurt. That usage had to funnel somewhere. They gave it to him a little bit more in the post. They let him fly a little bit more. Giannis missed some games. Lopez went crazy. Um, I feel the same way about the minutes, the 30 minutes a game. They just needed him out there. I think my, – so my thought is he'll just go back to the 26, 27 minutes a game. His usage will fall back down. My question is also about the blocks because he reached a high of two and a half blocks per game last season. How will Adrian Griffin use him? What's Adrian Griffin's plan for the defense? It's hard for me to imagine Lopez averaging more blocks per game. Um, I think if anything, it could be less. And the age, like you mentioned, coming off the you know, back surgery two years ago. But a point a point I also want to make, his ADP varies wildly based on what site you're looking at. So on Yahoo, which is the the site that it's highest on, it's 60. I don't like picking him at 60. On the other hand, Yahoo default leagues start two centers. Yeah. So you can yeah. just rise up the value of any mid-round center by like a round or two. <laughs> um, and on underdog, he's it's his lowest ADP of 100, which I actually think you could draft him a little bit higher than that, but he's not a points league guy. Right, right. right. No, yeah, his good percentages don't help you in points leagues. Um, right. Yeah, so, you know, one of the p- things we always preach before going to a draft is know your rules. And if you're in a one-center league versus a two-center league, in fantasy hoops, that's almost the number one rule you have to keep in mind heading into drafts and auctions. Mm-hmm. I, 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 just my last point on this. I just think they're if you look at the guys below him, like Sangoon is below him, and I would just rather on Yahoo, and I would just rather take Sangoon or Zion is below Ooh. him in Yahoo. No, I'm not. I know, I know that like causes a reaction. Okay, but <laughs> we're talking about upside. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
Um, I see those mash unit trucks every time someone mentions right. Zion. Uh, but hey, enough about Brooke Lopez. Uh, Alex, give us your third sleeper. Obi Toppin uh, of the Indiana Pacers, uh, coming from New York, ADP of 136 on Yahoo. Could start for a Pacers team uh, with very little power forward depth. Uh, rookie Jairus Walker, who I like. Um, everybody else that would consider in heavy quotation marks a project. Uh, Jordan Nuara, Aaron Neesmith. And Jalen Smith, uh, my guess is just uh, Toppin is going to end up somewhere between 24 and 30 minutes a game. Uh, as a sophomore, he had 20% usage and averaged 19 and 8 with two assists and 1.7 stocks per 36 minutes. It's it's a little it's just hard to evaluate him, partially because he was stuck behind Julius Randle, who's like one of the league leaders in minutes over the past three seasons. Partially because of Tom Thibodeau, partially because Julius Randle just didn't get hurt. Um, and I think Toppin has only played more than 30 minutes in a game 10, 12 times in his career. It's a super low number. Well, they um, deal Buddy Heald for picks, too. Right. That suddenly opens up a lot of shots. They probably play Neesmith at shooting guard with Matherin. Um, anyway, that, that also could open up shots for Toppin. Well, and right. Walker, Walker, it would open up playing time for Walker at the three, which, which, you know, he could, he could play the three. He's only six, seven. Um, I think he probably profiles uh, skill wise as more of a four uh, Walker, um, but Toppin, I love Toppin as well, Alex. I think he is a, he's exactly the type of player. If you're playing in a standard size league on ESPN or Yahoo's, he's the exactly the type of player you're going to want to target with one of your last picks. Um, he has just tons of upside. Even if he play, if he ends up carving out just like 26 minutes a game, whether starting or not, I think he's going to return value there, but there's upside for more because if he is locked in as a starter all season, reaches 30 minutes per game, we're going to see a very productive late round pick. And Walker at 20 years old, I mean, you, you called it, Alex. He's a project. They'd be crazy to just throw him in the deep end of the pool um, too early in his career. Ease him in. Uh, Shannon, who is uh, your next sleeper? All right. I'm going to highlight two guys first. Mike Conley. We all know the name. You know, he's not a sleeper on that end. But people are sleeping on him in drafts. His ADP average is about 125 across the sites. You'll, you'll see that very um, depending on the platform, 118 on ESPN, 129 on Yahoo, um, quite a bit lower on underdog, only 166 for best ball. But I am just digging Mike Conley this year. It's hard for me not to smash that button every time I get into those late rounds. With Minnesota last year, after, hey, after I being was acquired. Say he played a lot better with Minnesota. Yes, after being acquired by Minnesota, uh, 24 games. 14 points, five assists, 3.1 rebounds, 1.2 steals, 2.3 threes, and super efficient as he's always been. 46% from the floor, 85% from the line. Mike Conley will return top 120 value. He will be a guy who you can rely on. There's not going to be anything flashy, but he's going to get you assist late in your draft. That's something that's always hard to find. So give me also... Yeah. Also, with a lot of veterans like Mike Conley, yes, you know, he is he is an old man, 35 years old. All right. That <laughs> is ancient. Yeah, efficient. That is ancient, ancient by NBA terms, but they don't the, the Minnesota team, and you look at their guard depth behind 
Anthony Edwards and Mike Conley, and they really don't have a lot. I do like yeah. Nicole Alexander, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker quite a bit as a sleeper this year. He, he showed some upside last year during the playoffs in particular um, after uh, Jaden McDaniels went down with injury, but Jordan McLaughlin, McLaughlin, uh, Shake Milton. I'm not convinced those guys are going to push Mike Conley for minutes. I think the, the Timberwolves are going to want Conley out there with, you know, helping Rudy Gobert and cat and getting those guys, uh, getting those guys involved in the game plan on offense. Conley's going to see, you know, I think he'll, he'll see, you know, roughly 29, 30 minutes, um, he averaged 31 and one and a half minutes after being traded in Minnesota last year. I just, yeah. I think he's a safe option late. The other uh, deep option, late round flyer, like Colin Sexton. I'm never going to quit you, baby. I love you. <laughs> um, I think there's a good chance he starts for Utah this year. You know, he had some health issues early last season. When he did start, he was highly productive. He is still a young man. Colin Sexton, even though he's entering his sixth NBA season, is 24. You know, 20, he'll be his age 25 season or actually age 24 season doesn't turn 25 until January. I like Sexton to bounce back this year. Uh, you know, even, even in the limited role, 23, 24 minutes per game with Utah still averaged 14 points, three assists, uh, one three pointer hyper efficient for a guard, 50% from the floor, 82% from the, from the free throw line. Um, I expect Sexton to have a bigger role with Utah this year. I want to get back to Conley. Uh, your nine category leagues love his assist to turnover ratio. Uh, only an, uh, only one and a half turnovers last year for the full season was as low as 1.2 in his time with Minnesota. So nine category old man Conley's an even better play. Yep. Good guy to grab. If you are like 90% of the way through your draft and you're like, Oh, I only have one point guard. How did this happen? <laughs> Uh, a point guard playing 30 for. minutes a game, too. Hello, who you drafted? Who are point guards with 30 minutes a game? Are you getting after 100 you know, picks in the draft? Nobody. All right, Ken, who are your last sleepers? Uh, I did throw, I've gone centers, mostly leaning to Steven Adams in Memphis. Adams last year was ranked 93rd in fantasy points per game. We all know Jaron Jackson doesn't rebound. Adams had 11 and a half rebounds per game last year before he got hurt. Uh, he's only 30 years old. I know he looks 45 and he should be doing Aquaman movies, but he's only 30 years old. His 1.1 blocks per game would have ranked 22nd if he played more games to qualify, and he's a full go for training camp. Yes, he's a terrible free throw shooter, but only takes three per game, so it really doesn't matter math-wise. Love Steven Adams at an average ADP of 141. That's free, especially if you're in two center leagues. Stash him on your bench as your third center for free. Love it. Uh, Shannon talked a lot about sophomores. I feel like sophomores get underrated every year. I'm looking at sophomore Mark Williams in Charlotte. His ADP is a little more expensive at 110. But, hey, he should start every game. His minutes ought to go from 19 per last year probably around 28 per game this year. I'm expecting over one and a half blocks per game. He's got excellent percentages, 64% from the field, 70% from the line, which is pretty good for a center. Uh, unfortunately, zero three-pointers. I think big picture-wise, look, Charlotte knows it's not much of a future with a front court of P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, and Nick Richards. Those three have lost a lot of games for the Hornets. Williams is only 21. The future should be Mark Williams in Charlotte. 
I, I got a couple comments on both guys. So, so Steve Adams, Stephen Adams, we actually got some good news on him this week. Um, he is close to full strength. He went down last year with a, a knee injury. Um, the rehab's been going well. Should be a full go for training camp. I will say early on in uh, best ball drafts, I've been avoiding him because I was waiting for this injury update. Um, he basically was out since late January, but now that we know he's at full strength, I like him quite a bit more for this year. I do worry that his role, I mean, I, I of course worry about the 36.4 uh, free throw percentage they had last year. <laughs> Ungodly. I've, I don't shots. know if I've only three, three attempts. I don't know if I've ever seen a uh, free throw percentage <laughs> that low by an NBA player. Um, <laughs> But I do worry a little bit about the Grizzlies' big man depth. You know, Xavier Tillman, Aldama, Jackson. You know, Jackson, of course, is going to see most of his minutes at the four. But they also have Kenny Lofton. Kenneth Lofton was showed a really big flash last year in, in you know, a small sample size. But they could go, and, and I didn't even mention my boy, uh, Brandon Clark. But they have big men who they could try to work into the rotation more. Uh, but yes, I agree. Adams, very good pick. Williams, tons of upside. Again, though, this is a depth issue for me. Um, I'm not a big believer in Nick Richards' long-term value, but you've got Miles Bridges returning. They drafted Brandon Miller. P.J. Washington re-signed. I think we see P.J. Washington if Mark Williams doesn't just immediately catch on and, and perform well. Yeah, you know, if he if he's missing defensive assignments and stuff, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hornets move PJ Washington to the five and have Bridges at the four, Miller at the three. And he didn't but, succeed there last year. I know, I know. I mean, I I think I had Washington as my sleeper they, this time a year ago and was was woefully disappointed. But they did not have Bridges or Miller in the rotation last year either, and I didn't even mention Gordon Hayward. So they they have four, they're four deep at the three and the four, you know. Four four good players who all are going to warrant uh, playing time at the three and the four, and Washington's the, Washington's the only one who has size to move to the five. So I like Mark Williams a lot. I, I'm picking him as well um, in that one ten range, but I do think he's not a a shoe in for for you know plus eighty value. Alex, do you have any uh, sleeper comments, or is is that a wrap on uh, our sleeper picks for uh, this? Uh for late September. I think that's a wrap. Well, chances are we'll have more sleepers throughout the year. Preseason will tell us a lot more. Uh, we'll have updates around then, but I think uh, I think this was a nice group of players. Beautiful. I'm going to end thanking you gentlemen for your 2008 finals hoodie because I won last year's bet on the Celtics doing better than the Bucks in the playoffs and whatever crazy uh, game win total we had for the Pistons. I forget what that rule was. But thank you, gentlemen, for my lovely Mitchell and Ness replica short sleeve hoodie. You don't see yeah. a lot of those. Don't really have the guns to justify a short sleeve hoodie. But I short. appreciate how quickly you fulfilled the bet, by the way. Short sleeve hoodies. We call that the Belichick cut. Yeah. Nice. I, I Those guns Bill are I say body type, essentially. <laughs> you have the tricep of an 80-year-old grandma. <laughs> All right, that does it for uh, this three-car fantasy train wreck. 